All right, welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. I'm here with my brother Nick Benson. Yo, yo. Hi, Nicholas. What's up? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. Blessed to have you here. Amen. Yeah. Blessed to be here. Another podcast. Ooh. Was this Praise the week, Lord. Two weeks in a row. I mean, we're winning. We're on a roll. <laughs> Call us butter. It's a winning streak. Because we're on a roll. <laughs> yes. Started with a dad joke. Come I love on. It. I love it. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> You're welcome. God, dad jokes for days. <laughs> oh, that was great. All right. <laughs> All right. Here at the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, we like to be salt and light in a bland and dark world. And uh, we are on episode 120. Wow. I know, right? 120 divine episodes. Um, the topic for today um, is the remnant. Mm. um which is uh is a pretty deep one yeah um and we'll we'll see what the lord has for us uh but first i'll hand it over to you mm. um so what do you think remnant what do you got how did the lord speak to you um well when you when you mentioned this topic one, one i liked it but then two i was like man i don't even know where i'm gonna go because i read the third grade Bible, and they don't really use the word remnant in this Bible. I was, I was looking because word on the street is you got a big boy Bible. I was like, I wait, bring, I should have brought it. I was like, did Nick bring the big boy Bible? Actually, medium boy Bible. We have yeah. to stop doing that. All right, right. King James is the big boy one. That is true. That is true. And I uh, wish I did have it with me, so maybe I can have some easy, quick cross references. But and I and I feel like it's more of uh, like an Old Testament word as well. Like it talks, you know, it's, there's a lot of talk about the remnant of Israel, et cetera. Um, I even kind of thought of uh, Queen Esther, right, and how she was used. So a remnant is like a small quantity of something like left over, right? So like she, she and there was a small amount of Jews that were left in the land. They were about to get excommunicated slash, you know, killed off mm-hmm. uh, by an angry Haman. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and uh, so she was used to preserve um, the nation, to preserve life mm-hmm. uh, of her people, of, of God's people. And, you know, us being God's children, I, I wanted to bring it into application to, to now, right? Because we're not Old Testament. We're in a new covenant. We, 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 were, you know, we know Jesus. We, we are able to... Um, have that eternal hope in him, but why are we here? Why did he choose us and save us and then leave us here, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of the questions even in men's study when we're going through John was, you know, when, when now that we're saved, why don't we just get taken home? Right. And, but it, it's because we've been purposefully placed here to be that remnant of what God's intention and God's will is for his land and his people. And, you know, I feel like it even tied into the, the title of the podcast, right? Is preserve and illuminate. So yeah. us being salt of the earth, we're to preserve God's ways um, and how we live, but then also pass it to our next generation, the next generation being our kids, et cetera. Uh, so for me, that's kind of like where my, my mind started just traveling down mm-hmm. You know, what does remnant mean, first off? Um, where is remnant talked about in the Bible, secondly? And then third, how, how, am, how am I a remnant, or how do I apply that to today? Mm-hmm. So to use our verses from, from this, uh, this podcast, Matthew 5.13. Uh-oh. 
um, says you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its uh, flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. So we've been saved for a time just as this, and we've been purposed in the family, in the community, workplaces, etc., for a purpose to be that preservation, to be that salt, to not only season those that we're encountering, but also preserving God's ways and God's will in a society and culture that is completely against it, completely opposing of what God says. So, salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. And um, we've, we've talked about this before, but the type of salt that they would use back then was actually not like what we know as sea salt or pure mm-hmm. rock salt, but it was mixed with gypsum. Mm-hmm. So they had... Uh, a process of either trying to extract it or they would get to the point where the salt portion of it was was not enough the juice wasn't worth the squeeze <laughs> so they would use it as weed killer mm. and they would sprinkle it along the paths oh. and that's why when it says trampled underfoot they would they would use that to make paths so they would try to extract the salt whatever's left they would cast it out and they would put it on the paths and their way that they walk and even in front of their houses so that weeds wouldn't grow there. Um, but also that salt was useless. It was worth nothing, right? Because you couldn't get anything out of it and they would just cast it away. But it, even in God's kingdom, it still had a purpose right. to provide a way. Right. Um, <clears throat> so when we talk about that path, preserve, yeah. what's that? To clear the path. To clear the path. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, even when we talk about being that preserving element, right? Mm-hmm. Part of the preservation that we have is cutting that path. Mm. It's cutting that path so that when our children follow us, right. when anybody follows us and say, what is Nick doing? And, you know, prayerfully as they follow us, we would lead them to Jesus. Right. Right. Um, and that's the whole intent of what the remnant was. God has always left a remnant. Mm-hmm. He has always left a remnant. And um, this past weekend, like the Lord spoke to me in you know personal and powerful way. I won't share it all um, because some of it's for me. Um, but we we for Jordan's birthday we went to the Dodger game. It and it's on his birthday. It just happened to land on Faith Day. Oh wow! So Dodgers they haven't had Faith Day. Yeah, a few seasons. Three, four years maybe. Yeah, it's been a while. Right. It's been a while. And we always look forward to going to that game mm-hmm. because on faith day, you stay after the game mm-hmm. and they have a little mini concert, right? A Christian artist will come and then some of the players give their their testimonies and they'll share about what they do to exhibit their faith on the field or in their lives or how their faith has helped them. Um, and, and every year we've gone, you know, it's been a blessing. And, you know, the years that we've gone before, you know, it's it's a decent amount of people. I I would say like three, four hundred people. You know, have always like been there. This time, I'm not kidding. There was probably like three to four thousand people there, and they gave they told everybody like, hey, for staying for for what they call it, um, faith and family, faith Christian faith and family day or whatever. If you're staying for that, go to these sections. And they had like four sections. I think it was that like four sections field level and loge level mm-hmm. it by the time everybody got over there and they started talking like we're just like not paying attention to the whole crowd 
Um, but watching like it was Jeremy Camp that was there too. Cool. So it wasn't like you know it wasn't like a small artist like it was right. it was Jeremy Camp. Yeah. Um, so we're watching them kind of get the stage ready and they're and they're talking and you know they're just you know they're talking on the mic and kind of sharing a couple things. Um, and then Jeremy Camp started to play, and then I just like looked and it was packed. That's awesome. Like j- uh, there wasn't an empty seat. Mm-hmm. People were standing. There was like standing room only. Mm. people were standing both all, all both sections field and loge and um he started singing um great are you lord mm-hmm. and like hearing thousands of people sing that song in dodger stadium when we know what they were representing a month and a half ago i was just like oh my gosh this is the remnant right <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. the lord was like this is the remnant i was like whoa and i was like I was trying to sing, but I was like kind of choking up a little bit. And I was like, this is like, this is one of the most beautiful moments like I've ever had in my life. And then for this to be at Dodger Stadium, like everybody's hands were raised. I think they said there was 48,000 people there at that game, if I remember correctly. And 3,000 was a remnant, right? Yeah. I'm just saying 3,000, right? 3,000 was a remnant, but those were the faithful. Right. Those were the faithful people that stayed behind after the game to worship the lord yeah and it was like a, it was it was it was really ministering to me because like we are that remnant like you were saying mm-hmm. we're that remnant in this world today um, but that remnant has a purpose right the remnant um that nehemiah encouraged that same remnant like rebuilt the walls mm. of the city mm-hmm like they they thought they were just downcast and being attacked by their enemies and were just they settled in that area in that position at that time and Nehemiah came and put a charge in them and they were able to defend their city and build the walls at the same time mm-hmm. which you know is 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 a testament to what God can do through people man will settle in any situation or circumstances God can do so much more mm-hmm. right so much more and that, that was a remnant. But I want to read out of real quick um, Romans chapter 11 um, because it'll tie back to 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19. Um, but one of the stories of Elijah and, and the remnant that was left behind where Elijah thought that he was like, he was like, there's, there's, nobody, there's nobody left. And he is in the wilderness, in the desert, just like, you know, kind of a little bit down. Mm. That, you know, that's it, right? And he's also on the run. <laughs> he's also on the run from Jezebel. Um, That's, you're you're going to take us to First King nineteen. Uh, yeah. Wow. After yeah. Cool. Is that what you had? No, but that's something else I just read and was kind of uh, hit a little different this time. So yeah, I'm like blown away that you're about to bring that up. So let's yeah. do, let's do it. So in in and in full transparency, I'm just going to read like Romans and I'll, I'll talk around First Kings because you have to do. 18 and 19 mm-hmm. because the whole story about what Elijah did mm-hmm. and then how he ends up on the run and God confronts him is like, where are you? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Who told you to go to the wilderness? Mm-hmm. Who told you to run? When Elijah took off, he left his servants mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at the gates, right? Cause he came to the city of Jezreel and then he took off. He's like, Oh my gosh, Jezebel. And he yeah. took off and God came and, 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 and spoke to him and was like, what are you, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Right. right. And he's like, there's nobody else. He's like, well, there's actually 7,000 people that have not bowed a knee. That's you know awesome. what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sorry. 
No, that's crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. I, I mean, it's perfect for Remnant, but I, I didn't even think to go there. Literally read this yesterday. <laughs> so funny. So funny. <laughs> All right. Um, so again, Romans chapter 11. Uh, I'm going to read verses 1 through 10. Um, so Paul writes, it says, I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I am also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and tore down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. And that's, that's Jezebel and Ahab seeking his life, more Jezebel. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it. And the rest were blinded, just as it is written. God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense to them that their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back always. So obviously what Paul is trying to capture is the essence of what the gospel message is, right? That you shouldn't necessarily worry about the people around you or the situation or circumstances that you're going in or that you're going through or that you might be about to enter or that you just got out of. But really, it's a challenge for all of us to realize, one, we're never alone. God is always there, but he always has a remnant. He always leaves. Until he calls us home, there's going to be a remnant. The time that the remnant will never be there is when, we're, when all the Christians are called home. Right. The rapture comes, there's no more remnant, right? There will be a little bit of a remnant in Israel, the 144,000, but those are not believers or they would be raptured. Right, they're Jewish. They're Jewish. Remnant. Correct. Right. Correct. People get that confused. I used to get that confused yeah. too. Reading like the 104, I'm like, man, there's, so there's only a number of people that are going to be chosen and, and saved and, and preserved through mm -hmm. all of that. And I was like, man, how am I going to get a part of that 144? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And was, it, that, that's often misquoted, right? That, exactly. That yeah. those, those 144,000 are the ones that are raptured. Right. And that is not. Right. Yeah, that's a little, a little confusing. A little, yeah, I, yeah. I like how um, basically what you're sharing here, and even reading this, it's like, oh, it, we can't let our we can't let our circumstance or situation have us believing that God is any farther away than right there. Yeah. Right, because like He's His presence is never away. He's omnipresent, so it's always everywhere. But then he also has that remnant of believers like, you know, out of those 48,000 at Dodger Stadium, there was only 3,000 remnant, mm -hmm. but it was 3,000 faithful, obedient 
remnant, you know, so those 3,000 were probably stronger than the other, you know, 45 that were in attendance because those other 45 were probably just floating by the seat of their pants day to day and doing mm-hmm. things that so-and-so is doing and, you know, where those 3,000 were people that are purposefully there for not just that game, but also to stay after mm-hmm. and publicly worship God in person with other like-minded people, which those 3,000 probably sounded louder than all 48,000 did all night. I was insane. I've never heard, like, we've been to, like, you know, a couple of concerts. I've never heard worship like that. That's awesome. Never heard worship like that. It was so loud. <laughs> so loud. And that song, like, Great Are You, Lord, is like, I've never heard Jeremy Camp sing that song before. You really? know what I mean? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then they, he started off He's just with that song. It was, on his oh, heart, my probably. goodness. It was beautiful. It yeah. was beautiful. You had to redeem all that evilness there. Dude, just straight up cleanse Dodger Stadium. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Keep doing it. Yeah, right. Amen. What's <laughs> that faith night? Every night. <laughs> Every night. Every night. <laughs> Come on, Dodgers. You hear me? And even um, so, like in full transparency, like I, I like Clayton Kershaw, um, you know, and I respect that he's a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I've seen like some things where I'm like, oh, dude, mm-hmm. like, like you're this is in the public eye. Like you can't you can't do stuff like this. And from the first faith night we ever went to where he didn't really speak too much mm-hmm. about his faith to this last one, like he was he was proclaiming his faith really? in, yeah. in a much stronger way. Dave Roberts was proclaiming his faith in really? a very yeah, in a very strong way. And um it it really ministered to me because, you know, as, as a Christian man, like they have this, they have this platform that they have an opportunity. Um, but God also gave them this gift and, you know, Clayton Kershaw is one of the few people, um, of those that said like, God gave, I don't know why he's like, but God gave me a gift to throw a baseball. Mm -hmm. He's like, but I'm going to use it to glorify him. Mm. Yeah. Why do people think that those things have to be separated? I don't know. Because I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh, I've been called to the ministry. So then they just like kind of channel that through just one outlet. Yeah. Which if we're supposed to be salt of the earth and light to the world or of the world, we're supposed to be in all those professions and all those careers. Yeah. And I feel like that's why culture has kind of gotten out of hand because there's not enough of the remnant within society to preserve that so there's only sections that are being preserved where there's other parts of society that are kind of just left to their own thoughts and and lusts and it just gets it's getting you know completely out of hand it's completely out of control where you're driving down the street and a billboard is advertising a diablo burger for six dollars and 66 cents (laughs) i'm like are you serious right now like that's we're we're there like that Right in front of the freeway, of you. like right in front of you. Every person in every car can read and see. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it's disturbing, but I feel like it's disturbing because the enemy knows his time is near, just like how we all know Jesus's return is near. Mm-hmm. The enemy knows that as well. He's well versed. He knows the Bible. He knows the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, he's, you know, he's 
the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, and he's hack-a-shacking. He's fouling. He's fouling. Hack-a-shack. Yeah, he's, he's, wow. He's throwing up all the fouls out there. But we're making our free throws. What? Yeah, we're not Shaq, though. Yeah, he forgot we're not Shaq. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hack-a-shack. I can't believe you brought that Sorry. up. That's funny. Um, but you're right. Like, the boldness, the boldness of his plans are being manifested right in front of us, right? Unashamed. Unashamed. Yeah. I I sent you that that sticker on the back of the car. Yeah. I can't even remember off the top of my head. It said, actually, you got got the picture. But yeah, this this is the kind of stuff you see on the side of the, or actually driving next to you on the freeway. But, you know, it says, I already know I'm going to hell at this point. It's really go big or go home. And I'm just like, wow. Mm. Like, I can't believe that people are just that okay with just but it's because they don't know the truth they don't know the truth they don't they think hell's going to be a party mm-hmm. they think it's going to be heavy metal and you know just a fun lit type of party which it's it's going to be lit but it's going to be in the wrong way it's mm-hmm. not the way they're thinking lit it's going to be it's going to be hot hot yeah. it's going to be hot <laughs> super hot which please like if you have any you know sense of urgency let it be now because time is getting closer to that return where mm-hmm. those people that are you know caught up in their own their their own ways and just distracted and confused by what society's telling them to do and not do they're they're going to be caught you know outside the door when the door's already closed and locked and mm-hmm. they're going to be knocking mm-hmm. just like Noah you know and the, everyone's sitting outside that remnant was Noah and his family that's it everyone else had the opportunity for years yeah watched him and and call them crazy. Yeah. Which I feel like that's where we're at right now, right? Yeah. Like people are looking at us like we're crazy. I can't believe you still believe in that old thing. You need to be progressive. You need to, you know, get with the times. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've heard all kinds of weird stuff where I'm like, I don't think you're right. Like I think you all are being blinded by this stupor, like mm-hmm. you just read, mm-hmm. and it's making you stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> um, so. Um, the other night, uh, we had a, uh, a dinner, got some training at my work, um, for some people. And then, you know, we, 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 we took everybody out to dinner and some people were, you know, uh, partaking of alcohol. Um, and then, you know, I'm just drinking water and there, and you know, one of the, the guys who I just made, he's like, you don't drink. I was like, no, I don't drink. He's like, what's that like? And I was like, well, you know, a pure heart and a sound mind. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> it. And it's like the, the, the blindness of that question that he's asking. For you sure. know, some of it was like, you know, kind of like a little bit in jest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't ask that question unless you truly are like, curious. Like, what is it? Like, what is that like? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it hit him. Yeah. The soberness of my mind and my state. Yeah. compared to his at that Where point. He was, yeah. And I'm not putting myself above this person by any means because no. it's not like that. But what you talked about, the stupor, while people are ingesting the things of the world, whether it's alcohol or drugs or or even, you know, addicted to anything else. This, this can include like TV and, yeah. you know, all kinds of things that you could be entertainment, um, that you could be addicted to mm-hmm. that that cloud your mind and your judgment. And, you know, void of the remnant, hmm. 
right? The world will just continue to decay. It will absolutely continue to decay. As the remnant, though, we have to be um, vigilant to our to our calling, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to bring up Elijah because Elijah again, you know, had this great, amazing moment where he was able to go and call all of Israel to Mount Carmel. He called them all there, brought all of the prophets of Baal and uh, and. There was 450, and there was another 400 prophets there. And then he said, hey, we're going we're gonna to go up. You guys are going to make your altar. You're going to you know, sacrifice your bull. You're going to put it on there, and then you're going to cry out to your God, and your God will just bring fire down here and consume it, and then we'll know that your God is, 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 is the real God. And then I'm going to do the same thing after you guys, and let's just see what happens. <laughs> So they do it. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it, and they're crying all day, all day. They're they're, they're crying out, and then Elijah says, maybe, maybe you know, at noon, he's like, maybe you guys should cry a little bit louder, mm. cry a little bit louder, a little bit, little bit. Maybe, maybe he can't hear you. Maybe he's asleep. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe he's, he's meditating, the, right? Maybe he's using the restroom. <laughs> maybe he's using the restroom. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's eating a burger yeah. at a place that sells it for six dollars and sixty six cents. Definitely that. <laughs> Definitely that. <laughs> Right, but he, he he calls him out, and then afterwards he's like, "I guess I guess he can't hear you." He's like, "Here, let me try." But actually, before I do, do me a favor. Let's bring four jugs of water. And they're like, "Okay." They bring four jugs of water. Let's do it again. They pour it all over the altar. Keep pouring it on the altar. They do it three times. They do it so much that it fills the trench around the altar. This trench is filled with water, completely soaked. And then he cries out to God, and God it says, "Licked up everything, burnt." the altar, the sacrifice, and the water, all of it gone. And they were like, oh, my goodness, that is God. And they realize it, right? Well, they end up killing all of those prophets, going back, going back to Jezreel. Elijah tells Ahab, you should go, and he goes. And then the Lord quickens him, and Elijah goes, and Elijah beats him there. And then as Ahab goes, Jezebel finds out, she gets really upset, sends word to Elijah, same thing's going to happen to you today. Mm-hmm. Same thing that you did to my prophets is happening to you today. He's like, oh my gosh. He takes off and leaves his servants. He's out in the wilderness, and an angel comes to him and gives him water and food, and then comes to him again and gives him water and food to strengthen him because he's about to go 40 days without right. food. Right. And he strengthens him. During that time, God comes to him and is like, where are you? And he's like, there's nobody left. There's nobody left. I'm sure Jezebel got upset and just, just killed everybody. And it's just me yeah. here in this wilderness. And God's like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Not one, not like 10. You got to realize Elijah thought he was alone. Right. And God's like 7,000 people. There's a remnant. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Right. Why are you here? You're Elijah. You should be with them even. You should be with them right now, encouraging them. Yeah. The point I wanted to make is two things. Um, in chapter 19, verse 12, mm-hmm. we've heard this before. We've heard this before. But a lot of people, including myself sometimes, forget where this was placed. It's called a still small voice. Mm-hmm. A still small voice. And I'm going to read 11 
I'm just going to read 11 and 12, okay? It says, then he said, go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore through the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. See, God is not trying to destroy us. He is trying to protect his remnant, right? He's not trying to blow us off the mountain. He's not trying to burn us down. He's not trying to shake us in an earthquake. He's just trying to protect his remnant. But there's a reason because as Paul was capturing, we have enough grace to do what he called us to do while we're here. That's what the remnant's for. It's not so that we can indulge in the things of life. Yes, we can have an abundant life and enjoy what he's given us. Mm-hmm. Overindulgence, void of representing the grace of God and sharing the gospel with other people is basically what Elijah was doing in the desert where God is like, right. where are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? Yeah. And that's like a, like a Bible telling us about depression almost, right? Like yeah. where he's like, he's, yeah. now, he's ran away depressed. Yeah. He's, downcasted he's he's uh he's he's in his feelings basically you know he's feeling a certain type of way and not in a good way not in a godly way but letting his you know his deceitful heart take take over i thought what blows my mind is you coming to these verses especially 11 and 12 because those are popular uh, verses right like Mm -hmm. god's in the still small voices We, we 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 like to say that it's kind of like one of those christianese type things but what kind of stood out to me in those verses this last time I just read it was how he was clearly hearing from the Lord because he heard him say, come out to the mountain. Yep. You know, what are you doing? He's like, he's having like an audible type conversation with him. But then the Lord shows him these things, the, the wind breaking, the, the fire, all these things that he's just saw happen, but then also feeling like it's going to come down on him in some way, shape, or form. And mm-hmm. the Lord's showing him that he's not in all that, and he's not, like you said, not trying to destroy him or even trying to destroy people. Mm-hmm. But there's all this distraction that makes us take our eyes off of what we should be focus- focusing on. And when you get through all that noise and clatter and destruction, you hear this still small voice. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was applicable to myself because I am asking the Lord, I want to be more sensitive to his spirit. I want to mm-hmm. be able to move when he says move. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to be patient and stay still when he says, be calm, be still, I am the Lord. I want to mm-hmm. be able to do those things. But I have to be able to know that that's what the Lord's saying to do, right? So how do you, how do you hear the still small voice if I'm focused on, all the distractions of the world, the fires, the, the earthquakes, the winds, the, you know, like those, those are all things represented in different ways in our lives, right? Like the, the windstorm, the fire, all that can be different trials and tribulations that we're going through. But if we focus on those things, God's not in them mm-hmm. because he's in the still small voice waiting for us to stay focused on his purpose that he's kept us here. He's preserved us here for because it's, it, we've all been placed here for some sort of purpose of preservation, whether it be a family member, a friend, it's bigger than just us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we have to remember that's why the remnant's always going to be stronger than 
the massive population because it's it's bigger than us. It's God. Amen. Yeah, even as you were saying, you were saying that I was thinking about like how like even to this day, people that are on the ocean trying to navigate through the ocean, mm-hmm. they always look up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't look straight, right? Because it'll deceive you. Mm-hmm. If you look up, right. right, where they would navigate nautically through the stars mm-hmm. and they would know which way to go, you know, because of that, like we should be the same. We shouldn't be looking at what's taking place, whether it's, you know, the wind or an earthquake or the fire or the noise of the world. We should just be attuned to that still small voice. Just mm-hmm. that's all we need. And to your point, like his guidance and what we're called to be here. Like we're we're here because he has a purpose for us and we're treading on the grace of God right now um, with our lives. So, you know, we have to one, tread lightly, um, but also be attuned to that still that still small voice. Um in verse 18 is really where um Elijah is told. Like, it's not just you. Um, but it says here, yet I have reserved 7,000 in, in Israel whose knees have not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him. And to your point earlier about, you know, the, the noise of the world and how many people are, are doing the things that they're doing, like, sometimes as we read through this, we forget the victory that Elijah just had over all of Baal's prophets, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yet Elijah was still scared of, of Jezebel and, and, and her wickedness. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just, like they just killed a bunch of prophets. God just came down and showed himself mighty to all of the nation. Right. And because of one person, he took off. Mm. That's no different than us in our lives. Yeah. One thing, one person can derail us where we're like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is over, right? Right. End of the world. End of the world. <laughs> Woe is me. <laughs> Woe is me. Caught up in my feelings. But, you know, we should be grateful and thankful that we have God's grace, that there's always a remnant, that we're never alone, um, and that that he loves us. Amen. Yeah. Pray it out. Uh, yeah. Uh, dear Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for blessing us and watching over us. We just thank you for this time you've given us to, to talk about you, Lord. I pray those that um, listened um, hear you and not us, Lord. I just thank you for um, this opportunity you give us to, to be about your business in a way of uh, recording this conversation, Lord. I pray that it glorified you and brought you all the honor and praise, Lord. And I pray that um, as we are your remnant, as your, as your children here on earth, Lord, I pray that we do walk um, in a faithful and obedient manner, but also in a way that is the salt uh, to those around us, whether it be a flavor of you uh, in their lives or, or a way of preservation and way of, of raising the, the next generation to be ones that also uh, love and follow you, Lord. I pray that uh, people come to you today uh, and through this weekend in a way that um, they know you're, you are God and that you have uh, preserved them uh, in a loving way, but also for a purpose that is bigger than what they could ever th- think and imagine. And we just thank you for your son uh, for coming here and saving us and, and creating uh, that pathway to you uh, for us to look forward to for all eternity. We thank you for your love, grace, and mercy. Thank you for my brother Justin and his family and opening up their home. 
uh, for this, this time and this opportunity to, to speak uh, about you, Lord. And I just pray for, uh, as we walk forward, that uh, you can strengthen us and empower us, keep us safe, um, keep our families safe, and continue to use us and guide us and also draw us closer to yourself throughout this day. We thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we.